Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. Life Logistics, yeah? We're going to help you over the next half an hour or so solve all of your life's problems, wars, just even just some minor queries. Anything you've got, you want a bit of guidance and steering, uh, we're here to help. Uh, it's been it's been quite a serious mailbag from what I've seen of it this week, Sam. There's quite mm. a lot of serious topics in there. There's one in there which appears to be uh, basically just how to do some really horrific animal cruelty. Uh, which I'm it's, not even going to read out the name nice, of the person that's, that, that, that sent it in. Don't send in things like that. They're not nice. Uh, yeah, let's have a look, shall we? What, what have we got? Well, should we start uh, with one of our oldest and most treasured canters, our very yeah. own diversified farmer, oh, Mr. Yeah. Lewis Clare. Mr. Lewis Clare, of course. He says... What's he got to say for himself? Evening, gents. Sam Xerox woes prompted me to ask for some logistical advice. How do I complain effectively without turning into a Lampard? Great question, Lewis. Very good question, yeah. Uh, Let me preface this by saying that I'm not one of these cunts that habitually complain about any old shit. But when Mm. I do have an issue, I can't seem to stop myself from turning into a Turbo Lampard. I'm Mm -hmm. currently in a dispute with PayPal. Oh, that's a horrible dispute to be in. Uh, I'm already feeling anxious. That's that's no one ever wins apart from PayPal. Ah, oh, they things. trapped your money, um, and I finished an email to them. Then your money is trapped in a satellite in space. Just yeah. picture it there. A, a wad of your cash floating yeah. around in it's, space on their satellite. Inside a little, inside a little plastic capsule, like one of those eggs that you get out of the vending machines in supermarkets yeah. that cost or a, a pound. And they've got a little toy in, or a Kinder Egg, yeah. Yeah. He goes, I, would have um, been, I would have saved time if I'd just said Kinder Egg, wouldn't I? Kinder Egg. I'm currently <sighs> in a dispute with PayPal, and I finished an email to them. I expect a full reimbursement, and if you do not acquiesce to this... Whoa! Oh, he's dropped acquiesce in there. Then you shall leave me no choice other than to raise the matter with the Ombudsman. I do oh, not believe that you dropped... Double whammy! I've never seen a man... At least a man outside of the legal profession drop the words acquiesce and ombudsman into one sentence. This is ballsy stuff from a diversified farmer. He softened but, them up with a, a shot to the ribs with acquiesce, and then when they're reeling, he's 
took them out by whacking them in the jaw with the ombudsman. <laughs> I should take this to the very highest levels, to the city alderman. Right. The poor bastard in customer services is no doubt quite rightly thinking, who the fuck is this cunt? <laughs> <laughs> customer services. The problem is the Lampard method has proved effective in the past. Is there a better way or do I just need to accept that channeling the little Lampard inside me is the best route? Yours, Lewis, the diversified farmer. P.S., do you think adding PS I have an ice cube in my mouth to an email of complaint would temper the Lampardness? Interesting, actually. Yeah, that's true. If you went full Lampard, but then sort of offset it with a PS, then it lends it a sexual frisson, and that could disarm someone. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you also, have a run at this one first, or, Andy. Or it could, it could also add an extra level of confusion, which could work in you or dis- against your benefit. Yeah, you disorientate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I'm with him on this. I think it's not a bad thing now and again to don the Lampard mask, shall we yeah. say, mm. and indulge in a little bit of role play, you know, to yeah. spice things up. Yeah. Because role, role play can spice things up in all areas of life. And, you yeah. know, if you're going to complain to a, a, a commercial enterprise, then, you know, becoming the Lampard for a while, it can feel good. And if yeah. you get results, then, you know, why not? I I agree. I mean, I think you said recently something wise. You said all of us have an inner Lampard. All of mm. us do somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think it was because I'd admitted to some Lamparding that I'd done. I can't remember in what situation, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. I, you know, we've all done a bit of Lamparding. The only way you can sort of pull it off without feeling, oh fucking, I've gone full Lampard is be assertive. Mm. Know what you want. Mm. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Yeah. Sound sound confident, right? Yeah. But there's a nuance to not sounding pompous or entitled, right? And there's yeah. a very fine line because you have to sound like someone who you know you know what your rights are, you know what you deserve, you know why you should get that, and you know and you know what you're asking for, right? All that stuff. But certain language can tip that over into sounding pompous and entitled. Like, for instance, if you were Jacob Rees-Mogg complaining in a, you know, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg was at some swimming baths complaining about the quality of the lockers. Complaining because he's not allowed to wear his baller hat in the pool. Uh, but I'll have this, per- I'll buy this place and have it destroyed. <laughs> and we will turn it into a gentleman's club. <laughs> Only available... To gentle to myself and my very closest friends, like gentleman um, friends. Uh, yeah, gentleman friends. That'd be a great name for a sort of an electro synth band, wouldn't it? Gentleman friends. Yeah. This is gentleman friends with their new track, business class. Maybe on the next tour we could support ourselves as our electro group, gentleman oh, friends. Yeah, we could come in in other guises as an electro group <laughs> called gentleman friends, and we're from like Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do it anyway as part of the show write that down don't forget it don't let yeah, us forget right. that people Gentle, remember gentlemen friends Swedish synth band <laughs> alter egos right that's another one for our growing list yeah so yeah. I think you know I remember like my dad is um, a right complainer as you can imagine you know I've, I've, yeah. I've told you enough about him to know that of course he's Defends a complainer himself in court yeah, yeah and he, he's he, he'll, you know when I was a kid he doesn't do it so much in when he's, I was a kid, I remember seeing him do this sort of shit. And, mm. you know, you know that he was just someone I saw on occasional weekends. So it was very seemed very alien to me, 
you know, that we you might... You couldn't get a proper might, handle on his day-to-day I couldn't get a proper handle on his, mind. on his MO. It wasn't something that I <laughs> saw. I hang around. I hung around with my mum in, to be honest, fairly down at heel circumstances, and then suddenly this man would take me to like a restaurant and complain about the fucking soup, right? And I'd be thinking, "Fuck it, Al." <laughs> What's this about? What the fuck's Who's going on cunt? here? He says the soup's the wrong fucking temperature. <laughs> oh, usually, usually I drink the soup straight out of the tin. It doesn't even get heated up. <laughs> my mum gives it to me a pat lunch she pours the soup straight into my satchel and I have to literally suck it out of the fabric come lunchtime we've got it here in a bowl with a fucking spoon and this cunt is saying it's not at the correct temperature <laughs> fucking hell speaking of soup have... st- speaking of soup with childhood I remember when I was first allowed to go home for my dinner on my own when yeah. I was about I must have been about 12 and uh, I'd keep the house and I'd go home and my mum would have made a flask of like tomato soup <laughs> for my dinner. So I, it was still hot and I'd pour it into a bowl and eat it then fuck off back to school. That's a bit Lord Fauntleroy, Jacob Rees yeah. isn't it? Where's no soup mother, is ready. Mother, where's my flask? <laughs> your soup will be heated up upon your return at lunchtime as there will be no one at home. When I was, uh, when I was got to about yeah, 12, 13 and I became a latchkey kid, because yeah. uh, my mum was at work and my brothers, I suppose, fuck knows what they were doing, but they were out. And so I would come home. Were you presented a... with a silver latch key to commemorate this, this advancement in your life? I had a piece of string around my neck so I won't lose it. <laughs> I would Have you got your latch key, thing. Samuel? Yes. <laughs> I've got the key of the door. Never been latchkey kicked before. <laughs> <laughs> I said as I skipped home from the bus stop. <laughs> And when I get home, I'll have the house to myself. I'll have two hours before neighbor co- neighbours commences, during which time I'm free to masturbate as many times as I wish. As many times as I can manage it. Ra- uh, then raid the bread bin for crisps and snacks, and then it's time for neighbours. After which my mother shall be home to cook me a microwave Finders Lean cuisine. Now, she would... Uh, she, she, <laughs> She would often need a, a Finder's Lean Cuisine. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why she left me a Lean Cuisine. She, I mean, I was a bit of a podgy kid. I was a bit of a podgy kid. She was probably giving me a hint, you know. Um, um, the latchkey life is the lifestyle for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, diddly dee, a latchkey life for me. <laughs> Fucking love the latchkey kid lifestyle. And that was uh, when Pancho might- from... Pancho from the flats used to knock down round a lot as well. Am I trying to become a latchkey man? How does that work? Uh, it's a bit Is like a stray man. Yeah. It's a bit like a stray but man. Indoors. But you can go home whenever you want. <laughs> it's stray man with a get out. A safety oh, net. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pancho used to come around when I was a latchkey kid and have a cup of tea and watch the, uh, watch the Australian soaps with me. It was a good lifestyle. I should have stuck with it. But anyway... Mm. Um, anyway, on, I used it? to watch my dad complain a lot and I used to think, oh, I don't know, I don't feel very comfortable about this. But then I, when I was at university, I'm at university now, I'm an undergraduate and I'm studying politics. I'm a Bachelor of Arts, so don't you dare speak down to me. I'm a scholar, a man of learning. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, we had some difficulties with a washing machine 
Uh, I can't remember where it was. I think we had to rent a washing machine in this house that we lived in, me and my mates. And or there was a geezer supposed to be coming around and fixing it. And I'd taken a day off from, you know, oh, no, I'm going to take a day off from going into my fucking tutorials or lectures or whatever, doing fuck all. (laughs) I've got to stay at home and do fuck all. And so I'd stay at home and... Take a day off from wanking because this bloke's coming. (laughs) This camp is obviously fucking 1990s washing machine repair man has just fucking not shown up, has he? So I fucking called the the people, Hot Point or whatever they were. (laughs) Hot Point Hotline. And I had, and they've they'd given me the runaround, right? Yeah, sorry, he's yeah. just not come. And I've gone, but hang on a minute, I stayed home today from university, right? Mm. And as soon as I said that, they started really like fucking thinking this bloke's just some student fucking. And I remember yeah. it distinctly as the moment I became a a complainer because yeah. there was a sort of a chuckle in their response when I said I'd stayed home from university, and I suddenly I raised up like an angry yeah. swan, right? Yeah. I puffed out my chest and I started going, now, listen here. I was all that. I was like, now, listen, oh. I've had enough of this, right? We pay for this service and you've let us down. And I remember the thing that I, other people were in the house and they overheard me from their bedrooms <laughs> and they came out and my mate said to me, fucking hell, mate, what happened? I said, oh, you know, they, I think they waived the fee and said they'd said someone round tomorrow and we wouldn't have to pay. Because I just mm. fucking... I was like a dog with a bone. I'd, I'd pick, I'd got it, and then I'd started running with it, and I'd warmed to the complaining. Mm. You can get like that. You start warming to the to the complaining. And my mate was particularly impressed. I remember distinctly with a particular word I dropped as a nineteen-year-old oh, yeah. undergraduate, which was this. Quite frankly, the entire service has been nothing short of shambolic. Right. <laughs> now, remember, this was only shortly after Euro '96, right? Yeah. I was all about the Caffrey's and, you know, the 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 skunk and and all yeah. the rest of it, right? Um, I didn't look the part. I usually didn't sound the part, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try out the word shambolic and see how they mm. react. And it worked. And then since then, I've had it inside me that mm. I try not to do it on a whim, but when I do have to complain. I will, I, I, you know, I will fucking go for it big style and I won't stop until I've got something. Usually they've given me some money or let me off paying them some money. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's something that comes with age and with confidence. Mm. I think when you're younger, you kind of just feel as though you just have to take whatever you're given and you don't, you don't speak out. You're a bit of a forelock tugger, but the older you get, mm. the more inclined you are to sort of assert yourself and speak out when... There's some kind of yeah. when you've been wronged, or yeah. some kind of injustice against you. But there are a lot of lazy people and piss takey people around who'll just coast yeah. through life, just trying to get away with giving you the minimum possible service. And yeah. especially if you're paying for something, sometimes you just got to give them a fucking rocket, you know? Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong at all with being a Lampard now and again. Don't live your life by it, but you know, wear the just, Lampard mask, as I've said. I said, I said. You know, I think it's in principle fine. If I can give you one bit of practical advice, I would have only chosen one of the two words, um, acquiesce or ombudsman, in the same sentence. Just split them up into two separate sentences. But that could have been a little bit of overkill. Other than that, go for it, Lewis. Or even use them in two separate complaints, in the initial one and then in the follow-up. You know, play the long game. Um, I've got a book in front of me. Can you just see what it is there, Sam? Frankie's Magic Football. Oh, yeah, I've heard about is? this. And it's yeah, written we've got a few by of these. Francis Marmaduke Lampard. Fran- it is. And we've got a few of these because we were having a bit of a clear out the other day. Can I just read the first page, perhaps? Yeah. 
Would you like to hear that? Chapter 1. It was raining hard as Frankie, Louise and Charlie ran along the pavement. Max, Frankie's dog, was on his lead and scampered to keep up. Nearly there now, called Louise. She turned into a doorway next to a Chinese supermarket and Frankie and Charlie piled in after her. Welcome to the Chinese Cultural Centre, said Louise. They were standing in a foyer and there were posters on a notice board advertising everything from lessons in Mandarin to restaurants to travel agents. Louise's grand was Chinese and Louise came here a lot. Max shook himself dry and looked up at Frankie with a bedraggled face. And that's all you're going to get. I just thought it would be nice to just have a little bit of that. Did he, did he fuck write that book? <laughs> you reckon? Now, no way. Right. No way. What, what a piss take. Tell he's put money. his fucking name to that and he's probably paid someone ten bob to write all that mm. stuff down about the Chinese Cultural Centre. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, he's in a meeting with his publisher. Well, one thing I do know is, is that I would like in this book a lot, uh, at least one scene near the beginning set in a Chinese Cultural Centre. <laughs> yeah, he's used the word bedraggled there as well, which is a very lampard word, I think. But um, that's that's. Look at you! Isn't you mean he talks to his players like that? Look at you, Mason Mount! You're utterly bedraggled. <laughs> Go and towel yourself <laughs> off. Do you? <laughs> do you not have a showerproof jacket you could wear? <laughs> but anyway. you're representing Chelsea Association Football Club. <laughs> What else have we got in the Life Logistics mailbag? Uh, Mike, um, Mike Goodill's written in. Um, he's, he has done a Dawson and bought himself yeah. a home treadmill. Nice one. That's what I did, yeah. He says, OK, so I didn't measure the exact dimensions when I bidded for the Reebok TR2 treadmill on Fleabay, but I assured my good wife it had fit nicely in the dining room, didn't I? Mm. Uh, mate, I'd, no matter what the dimensions are, no one wants to see a man sweating and panting whilst they're trying to eat their fucking dinner, right? That's where mine is. Mine's in my dining room as well, for now. Really? It's disgusting. Yeah, well, I've got no, got no choice, have I? Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You sounded like someone from an Alan Bleasdale play there. I've got no choice, have I? I mean, you know, this is Thatcher's Britain. We're reduced to putting our treadmills in the dining room. That's what she's done to us. She's reduced us to our knees. Right. To my As wife's dismay. Dis- please, Dale would buy a treadmill. Anyway, go on. <laughs> to my wife's dismay, it now dominates the entire room. It's an absolute beast, but it does have mechanical incline and a water bottle holder. Nice. So my options are: Do I sell it and get a flimsy, cheap catalogue treadmill? Do I extend the room by adding a conservatory and an extension on years left till retirement, or do I? clear the, all the shit out of my garage and turn it into the man cave and start a new life as a hermit with a treadmill bikes, lawnmower, old paint cans, tumble dryer and chest freezer. Jalapeño This Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Easy answer. The last answer. The last option. Of course option. it is. There's, only, there's got, only one option there, isn't there? If you've got a garage waiting to be turned into your personal Fucking rig hell. and it's got a chest yeah. freezer... Then just do it now. Do it Nothing now. Nothing else matters. Yeah, um, it's, it's 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 you know it's options that we've we've talked about a lot in the past, which is having a clear out, getting rid of stuff, possibly smashing stuff up if yeah. you can. Smash, smash, and then smash. Go, yeah, and then go to the tip with it, and then you know you've, put your fucking treadmill in there. You have got mate. What's his name? Mike Goodell. Mike. Yeah. You have got the sort of things that many men, including us two dream about and you've got it all in the palm of your hands and treadmill and a garage you've got a treadmill garage a chest freezer right you you've got everything that you need to be happy and content in life think how much how, how long i've been pining after you know a luxury sort of shed home office in the garden of course right? yeah years now yeah and I, and i haven't been able to get that sorted right but um you've got a garage already i would kill i would walk over hot coals right i would run through a brick wall to be in the situation you're in right what i'd say to you is mike goodill is check your privilege man right <laughs> garage because privilege you've got garage privileges <laughs> staring you right in the face and instead you put your fucking reebok treadmill in the fucking dining table so your good wife has to look at your horrible sweating body panting while you while you fucking run your 5k a morning no way mate get yourself I'm in the garage one I'm bit of advice is, <coughs> it's not your man cave, it's simply your rig. I'm stunned that this cunt's even considered this worthy of sending in a, a letter or an email, wherever I'm it furious. is. I'm furious. Yeah, what a he waste of all time this is. It's, it's fucking obvious what he should do. Exactly. There's no other options. It's fucking... Mate, you don't deserve a garage, you don't deserve a treadmill, you don't deserve a chest freezer, and I'm starting to think, mate, you don't even deserve a good wife. Now get and get he, the garage sorted, yeah. right? Pronto, and then send us some pictures of it. He sent a picture of the uh, the dining room with the with the thing. Yeah, in. the treadmill. It's a nice treadmill. Okay, it's not as good it as is. yours. It's not as good as yours. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to judge it, but uh, you, you can't sell it and get a flimsy, cheap catalogue treadmill because that'll just nah. bust. That'll yeah, bust after that. like six months. You've got a good treadmill there, Mike. Get it in the garage. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. All right. Okay. Have, you, have you got this Carl Ferguson email? Where's that? Let's have a look. Okay, I'll that says Life not. Logistics Update. Uh, yeah. Hello, Mr. Dawson and Mr. Delaney. You asked for life advice. Updates. Updates. Yeah, we so said if goes. we've given you advice, let us know how it turned out once you've acted upon it. So this is the one. He, he said he'd started watercolour painting. And we oh, said, yeah. any tips? And we just said, just get on with it. Do it. Fucking do it, um, mate. And he says, since you told me to just get on with it, I've sold my first painting to a mate in Australia. Pick attached, which is clearly down to your solid advice. What? He sold it to a mate in Australia. And he sent a picture of the, the envelope, envelope. With, the, with the watercolour in it. He hasn't sent a picture of the actual watercolour. And mate, the envelope's why not would that we, big. Why would we want to look at a picture of a fucking envelope? 
right? I mean, I can I can look at a picture of an envelope whenever I want. Listen, mate, if I wanted to, I could go downstairs, open my wife's special stationery cupboard. Actually, I couldn't Whoa. actually just open it. I'd have to it's ask locked. her because she's quite protective of it, right? But <laughs> she'd probably let me. And there's fucking padded envelopes in there I can look at, right? Your watercolour, that's something that is unique and that we would like to see. So I don't know what your agenda is here, but... Uh, well, anyway, he's, he's, you... he's, in, he's enclosed a picture of the envelope and it's not a big envelope, Sam. Can you see it? Yeah. It's not a big envelope. How big's the picture? Has he folded it up? What? He says he got 20 quid for it. 20 quid for a picture that size. That size. And then he says, we... minus the postage, it's about 15 quid, of which I think is only fair should be split three ways, a fiver each. So we're getting a tenner out of this. He's offering me a fiver. And he gets a fiver for himself. I don't want that. I don't want your fucking money. I would like a watercolour painting. Only once yeah. I've established your, your credibility, though, which is yeah. still in doubt because you haven't sent us an example of your work. Send us an example of your work. If I deem it good enough then I will accept a watercolour. I actually need a watercolour at the moment. I'm not going to tell you what of, but I am in the market for a watercolour painting, genuinely. So <laughs> do, you have a, a, do you have a, a subject in mind, or are you just after no, just any I kind d- of watercolour? No, I have a subject. I have a thing that I mm. need painted in a watercolour style. You're going to commission Kyle to do that for you, possibly? Yeah, I won't give him money. I'll cash in this five no. quid. And plus, he'll then be able to, on his website that he'll set up, I'll give him an um, endorsement. Sam Delaney, right. Britain's Best Journalist. Yeah, decent watercolour, that. <laughs> keep it up. Yeah, keep it up, son. Keep it up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's, he's dead. Then he said, also, you're welcome to a painting each two, if you like. So we're getting a fiver each and a painting. Well, we do want a painting, but you re- you know you have to send us some examples of your work. We're not going to just yeah. say yes, and then it turns up, and it's like fucking Roy Jr. out of Roy the Rovers has done it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that painting he did? I think he did a painting of a football yeah. on fire was, or something. His hands, were, his hands were on fire, weren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you could be that level of painter. That's the last thing we need. It'd be disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not worth anyone's time or effort for you to do that for us. But, um, yeah, we're interested in the free painting. You can give the money to the food banks, as far as I'm concerned. My mm. fiver. Um, but I'll have a free painting, if you're any good, Kyle. But, you know, sending us... Unless unless the the picture he sent... Is that the watercolour, then? He's done a watercolour of an envelope. He might have No, that's, painted that's real it. life, isn't it? Imagine this fucking transaction. First of all, he thought, I might water paint. Oh, better um, email these, these lads from Top Flight Time Machine, see if they've got any advice. Week eight, yeah, just get on with it. So his next move is, what? What's he done? Call his mate in Australia and go on, listen, uh, do you fancy a watercolour? Uh, you've got to pay me tw- £20 fair price for that. I'll send it you in the post. Or has his mate commissioned him? I don't know. It just sounds strange. The whole thing sounds strange. And yeah. also, why are you mailing it? You could just email him a high-res PDF. He'd print the fucker out. He'd print it off, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's all very shifty. I, f- I feel like we've been... Um and enveloped into some kind of scam here. Pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme. Watercolour pyramid yeah. scheme. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, there's one about stag do here. Hi, yeah, lads. Right. I was supposed to be getting married this year. We rearranged it to late 2021. No bother. But I was meant to go to Magaluf in August for my stag. I booked mine and three mates' flights after Christmas when they were cheap with a credit card and travel insurance. Good logistics, I thought. Well, mm-hmm. don't know about that. Sticking it on the old credit card could come back and bite you on the ass, mate. Well, but, hang on, we'll get to that. 
with, with all this COVID shit, I'm in limbo. The flights are still technically going to happen, but it's a weekend trip, so it's not worth it if the quarantine is still in place. But I can't get mine or my mate's money back for the flights as things stand. I'm okay writing off my money, but I feel a bit of a cunt for losing my mate's money. Any advice? Martin, P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. Of course you so, do. Well, it's not that you've lost your mate's money. It's COVID-19. It's the dickhead yeah. who had it off with that bat that's cost them money. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? Invoice him for it. Exactly. Get He's probably got a lot bastard. of that going on. Yeah. He's on the run. Um, credit cards. You know, sometimes you can get refunds with credit cards when you paid on a credit card. Talk to your credit yeah. card company, see if they can do anything. Um, I mean, I've got... This is a situation that I'm in. I, I was supposed to be going to... Uh, I mean, for our... 15th wedding anniversary uh, about two weeks ago we had a a road trip through the so-called German romantic road you did you told us about this yeah this was uh, and I I asked abandoned I found a specialist German travel agent like British German travel agent to set this up for me Mm. and she's very stern it's like a small independent that I found online but she was at all protected so I felt (laughs) safe Right, uh, and uh, and I said, and when I got in touch with her, I got a strong sense when I asked her to arrange this road trip that I was the first bit of business she'd had in a long time, right? Ooh. And for various reasons. And then when COVID went tits up, and I asked her politely, because I thought this is more stressful for her than it is for me, in a way. You know, it's like obviously I don't want to miss out on the money, but at the same time, she's a small business who could completely collapse, right? So I was very polite and respectful. I didn't say where's my money. But I said, what's the situation here? And she was fucking defensive. She basically was like, there will be no refunds. It is not my fault. Goodbye. Right? (laughs) But I am now wondering, fucking hell. I took that because I thought at the beginning of the lockdown period, COVID, I thought we're all in this together and you've got to appreciate that everyone's feeling fucked. Everything's going to get written off. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I'm not going to fucking hassle her, hassle her, hassle her. So I just sort of took it. But now it's like, you know, a few months later and I'm like, I put, I put like, I think, 800 quid deposit down on the trip. I wouldn't mind that yeah. back. I wouldn't mind that back, Andy. Uh, well, my parents have just had to cancel a cruise they were going to go on later in the year and they've lost their deposit and that was 250 quid. So yeah. I don't know where it stands legally in terms of deposits and stuff like that. Maybe you're entitled, maybe you're not. Maybe you need to put on the Lampard mask and go back in there. I think one of our lawyers might want to get in touch. Yeah. Um, also, who's that travel journalist from The Independent who's always on TV? He's like the man. S- Simon. Simon Kellner or someone? Si- no, Simon. Not Callow, but Simon something. Calder. Yeah. Simon Calder. Fucking, we need Calder on. I think Calder goes should be anywhere. Agent- yeah, but I've- you know, he never goes anywhere. You only fucking see him in a, a TV studio when flights are cancelled or when stuff's Listen, not happening. I think Calder could be a possible human of honour. <laughs> he might be, yeah. Yeah. yeah He'd be definitely. an amazing human of honour. I saw him once. I saw him once doing a thing where he went on a day trip to Paris. I've never seen him go any further afield yeah. than that ever. He got in there. Like and 20 he was like, years. to be honest, I've never been before. And I was surprised at how crap it were. Right? The money's all different. I don't like it. The money's different, right? I asked for a fucking coffee and the fuss they made, and it tasted disgusting, right? 
I had one toasted cheese sandwich that was revolting and burnt my tongue, right? And no one understood a fucking word of what I was saying. I ordered a beer and they gave it to me in a tiny fucking glass like you'd have a sherry in, right? Now, I ended up going home early. I I caught the earlier flight. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you I won't catch extra, me going back to France anytime soon. I tell you that for now. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to get him on Humans of Honor. Yeah. He's certainly Simon very bookable. Simon Calder's career in travel started at Gatwick Airport, where oh, I've lost it. I got where he cleaned aircraft for Laker Airways and later worked as a security officer. So he never goes any further than the airport and he's made a career out of it. Travel expert. Fucking nice one, mate. Well done. Um, there's a Bravo. one here. Did, did we solve that problem? Yeah. Yeah, uh, just talk to your credit yeah, card company. Just call them and don't worry about your mates. It's, they should, if they're good mates, they should understand it's not you who's cost them the money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the situation. Everyone's in it together. If it's on your if it's on your credit card, get them to pay off a little bit each month or something like that. Yeah, exactly. If you're feeling really bad about it. Uh, Troubled Viking Hunter says, uh, I have been drinking quite heavily more or less every day for a couple of months and I cannot right. seem to stop. Uh, I understandably find it hard to break this news to my family or girlfriend, but I was hoping you might have some tips for a struggling comrade. TTFN from your devoted Norwegian division. P.S. Sorry for the bad spelling, I guess, but I am shit-faced and Norwegian. <laughs> that's going on a t-shirt i'm shit-faced and norwegian, norwegian. That's yeah. a, that might have to join uh p.s i have an ice cube in my mouth as, yeah. as uh, in, in the pantheon yeah. of great p.s's ever p.s i am shit-faced and norwegian, norwegian. Yeah, get on it. sorry about the spelling i'm shit-faced and norwegian uh well mate Serious i mean point though yeah i mean you know you should go along to aa um because, you know, you have to, if you really think it's a problem, then you have to face up to it. If not, it'll just be a thing that, you know, one minute you're feeling miserable about and think you can't control. And then the next minute, fucking five o'clock comes around again. You think, fuck it, I'll just have a beer. And it's a bloody vicious circle. So in mm. the end, you have to break that cycle. And you can only do that with other people who've been for a similar thing and who you can be really honest with about what you've been up to. And usually when you go into those group situations, it's really good because everyone else in there is a nutter. He's like mm. done fucking mad shit. So you've got no problem in, in telling them all the mad shit you've done. And then you make yourself Do they account- let you go in? Do they let you go in while shit-faced or do you need to be sober no, to go into one no, of them? No, 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 no. They, they frown upon that. Right. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, I mean, it's not a sort of super formal. It's not, it's not in the least bit intimidating or formal, but I don't, I don't think they like people turning up pissed at all. But, so you, you know, have to have so a just day off from it before Try you go and be in. sober. Go to one early in the day. There'll be ones early in the day. So yeah. you can get in there before your usual piss-up hour. Mm. And um, and the thing is, I think it's really good to be accountable to yourself. Because when you try to give up anything, not just booze, could be anything, could be like, you know, at the moment I'm trying to give up. I'm try- I go through periods where I just cut out all sugar, right? Mm. And then it's very much like my relationship used to be like with booze. Because I'll I'll conquer it and I'll go like a madman for like maybe a few months with not a t- any bit of sugar passing my lips, right? And I usually lose a lot of weight quite quickly because sugar is the cutting that out. It's the best fucking thing you can do. All this shit about carbs, all that. Just just don't touch sugar, and you'll see it drop off. So 
I so I sometimes do that, but the thing is, you're not accountable to anyone, and uh, uh, and you're not accountable to yourself. So if you're sitting and you're feeling a bit anxious or a bit peckish or whatever, or you feel like you need a treat or a distraction, and you know there's a fucking magnum in the freezer, right? Mm. You go and fucking get the magnum, don't you? Yeah, because I do, yeah. what's to stop you? You're an adult. You 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 have free will, and there's no law against it, right? There are no consequences, really, no visible immediate consequences. And that's the same with me for sugar. It might be the same with our Norwegian friend for booze. Everyone's got a thing, right? It might be smoking. Making yourself accountable, announcing loudly to those close to you and everyone around you, I no longer drink. I am giving up drink. Kind of means that you've got more to lose when you next fall when you're next thinking about falling off yeah. the wagon so make yeah. yourself accountable is a good thing yeah yeah that's a good start I think that's yeah. it but let us know you get on as yeah. well and thanks for that new catchphrase um, I think that's about it for yeah. this one yeah I think we've helped everyone um, and if we, we haven't have. then you know send resubmit your query by all means more um, lives saved and the world just that little 5% better Every time we complete one every of these podcasts. Every time we do one. Every Tuesday. All right. Thanks so very much keep, for listening. Yeah. What? Yeah. We're going to say more. We're going to go on a speech. If, if we make it 5% yeah. better every episode, then eventually yeah. the, we will make the world perfect. After 20 weeks, the world will be 100% better. <laughs> well, do you know what? It's interesting because the 20th episode of um, Life Logistics will land precisely on the day of the next US <laughs> presidential day. election. Well, the day ball clear. When, the back the day when Joe Biden takes over as president in the White House, yeah. and okay. you'll know who to thank when that happens, dickheads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's gonna uh, come back and bite us on the ass. All right, thanks for listening, TTFN dickheads. All the best. Bye.